Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. You're listening to episode two of With Heart and Wonder. I'm Vanga Johnston, and I am so honored that you're here and truly excited to share with you our first guest interview. And I'll be honest, I'm actually re-recording this introduction. This journey into podcasting has been so humbling, an opportunity to really start to learn and challenge myself with all sorts of new skills, and one of those is definitely the technology. You'll notice in this interview that the sound is is not quite perfect yet. My sincere apologies for that. I do hope you'll stick with the episode. It's a really beautiful one. And I think there's so much that we can all learn from our guest, Devin O'Reilly. So without further ado, I'll introduce you. I've actually known Devin since I was 12 years old. We went to both middle school and high school together. And I remember as my 12-year-old self being in awe of her strength and her powerful presence. I've been following Devin's journey over social media over the years and have been so inspired by her bravery and how beautifully and boldly she is stepping into her truth. Devin is a truly gifted musician, a fierce advocate for mental health, and a radiant soul who is on a mission to heal and uplift both herself and others through her music. I truly loved recording this episode with Devin and learning more about how she's using music and songwriting as a therapeutic tool to journey deeper into herself. Let's dive on in to the interview. So I'm so happy to have you here, and I know that music has been a part of your life for a really long time, and, and I feel like it's so integrated into the fabric of who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually had this, I was thinking, I had this memory of, um, I don't know if we were in grade seven or grade eight, but your dad actually like coming into the school to play with his um, his band and you getting up there and singing oh with my him. Gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I just remember like just like witnessing the kind of the joy on your face in like sharing in in that music and um, and so I feel like as long as I've known you, like music has been such a part of who you are. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about kind of your history with music and growing up with music and um, and that kind of role that it's played in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I'm I, it, thinking about the sheer kind of terror I was probably feeling at that time getting up. Absolutely, absolutely. And Just I figured being like, why, why am I doing this? Well, also I'm sure the element of having like a parent at your school when you're 12 years yes. old, <laughs> you know, all of those elements. So many mixed emotions of being like, I'm so embarrassed and so nervous and yet excited. Well, because, I, yeah. well what you may not remember, and this is why that moment is, is, is in my memory, is because um, at one point he actually had 
all the Highland dancers in our class get up and I was one of them. So there were a few of us who also had to perform that day. (laughs) And I remember being called up onto the gym floor to do a little dance and being like, what is happening right now? I am not ready for this. Seeing all of those eyes and I can't even imagine like, cause I, I still like, I've been, when I was younger, I was plagued with stage fright, even despite the fact that I took vocal lessons and did musicals, etc., and performed with my father. Um, but yeah, especially your classmates and seeing all of those and the teachers just silent looking at you and you're like, all right, I'd love to just <laughs> melt into the floor right now. But well, I'm here. History of music um, started since I was young. So my father is a musician. Um, he's a bluegrass musician, which is um, kind of old time where the roots of country um, spur from. Um, and so I grew up with that, and I grew up um, listening to that through my floor. Um, his rehearsal space was right underneath my room, so I would literally fall asleep with the music um, in my ears. So, and that was nice. And then, um, from a young age, my father—that's um, how he connected with my brother and I—was um, singing songs and, and teaching us um, about his art um, in that way. And so that's how we connected. Um, and it's interesting because it's. Um, it became part of my life in a way where I went to school and um, and like I formed my life around that kind of artistic life. And my brother and I both went like went to an arts high school, um, uh, Canterbury, and we uh, were both in the drama program, um, which fits our personality so well. My mother says, um, but uh, yeah, and music was always kind of on the back burner for me because I never saw it as an art that I could take to another level but for some reason drama and acting like that was something that I wanted to explore but music always kind of crept up behind being like oh by the way remember you love me oh, I'm here you, yeah I'm yeah. here I'm, I'm part of you I'm very much part of you um but it wasn't until I think um my first few years of university where it crept in in a different way it wasn't just musical theater or something that I incorporated into my acting it was um, it, it was a new presence that very much um, came to the forefront and was like, oh, you can express yourself through this way in a healthier way, actually, even more so than acting. And let's maybe try and, and do that. And then a whole bunch of different doors opened up at, at that time, which was pretty neat. Yeah. And very much a, a transitional point for me in who I was as an artistic being. So, yeah. And songwriting, it seems, has become mm-hmm. a real part of kind of your journey and how you tap into yourself and express yourself. Very much so. Songwriting kind of fell into my lap. Um, that makes it sound so laissez-faire, but it, it really did. It just it came out of nowhere in the way where um, I, I remember it. I wrote my first song um, <laughs> named About Me, um, and I, I, I wrote it. I was feeling really overwhelmed one day and I remember my father because my father is a, a singer-songwriter and his songwriting is his most powerful tool and I, I, I know he speaks of it in that way as it having so much power so for some reason I, I came home and I was living with my parents at the time and I, I grabbed a guitar and no one was home and I started and it just flowed out of me and, uh, and it came on paper and um, it was the first time where I it really did um, click as a therapeutic tool where I was like, okay, that did something inside that nothing has done before. And that was um, exciting and scary all in one. So, yeah. I love that description. That um, So this art high school that 
um, Devin and her brother did theater at, I did writing at, mm-hmm. and it was um, like that process of flow and like feeling like something is just like moving through you is why I fell in love with poetry and mm-hmm. like just like that that idea that the words and the stories are just like coming through you it, it there's like no feeling like it really and I think it's like one of the things that drew me to yoga and meditation that deep connection but there's something different about like the process of creation mm-hmm. and like and something that's like deeply therapeutic about that mm-hmm. very yeah much so. very much so it's <clears throat> for me as well it, it's it's the it's the flow of the words it's the flow of the connection that the words have with the tone of voice and the and and experimenting as well as that basically there's a message that I would have inside and I don't know how to articulate it through just words or anything and putting it to, um matching words with and and I've been told that I songwrite in a very odd way like I pluck out notes on a guitar um and then kind of get a tune in my head and then have to record it over and over and over until I find one where I'm like that that's the message that's the that's the voice I need I need to put to this thought to this struggle to this um idea that I have and then the words kind of flow into it as well and it's it's a really neat process that a lot of people I've had so many um musical partners that have worked with me being like this is so interesting like it's usually one or the other it never happens usually coexist in the making process I love your this like unique song writing process that you have that feels like it is I feel like with like creating art it's always this process of figuring out what our way of bringing things into the world is and and how we how we kind of like unearth these ideas that are within us Mm -hmm. and and give them life and um that sounds really beautiful that it happens kind of simultaneously Mm -hmm. for you in that way um I wanted to chat a little bit about um you were in quite a beautiful article last year and um that um I know you've kind of referenced as your sort of moment of kind of coming out of the closet maybe Mm -hmm. in terms of like a mental health way and bringing some of your experiences public and I would love for you to chat a little bit about this article and the process of sort of um the impact that it had on you and the way in which you're kind of thinking about your music and, and the way in which you're talking about yourself also in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. It was, um, it very much was, um, I call it my coming out of the mental illness, um, closet, the mental health awareness, clo- um, closet for myself. Um, so I, so yeah, so I live in Toronto and, um, I was scrolling through Instagram one day and, uh, I came across this application post um, for, so there's Now Magazine, I think I'm pretty sure it's a weekly, yeah, it's a weekly magazine kind of newspaper thing that um, uh, is just handed out all over Toronto. But they do this section and it's called the Love Your Body um, um, section article um, that comes out on the first week of every year. So the first week in January every year. And um, they choose 10 individuals from around Toronto to 
speak their truth and speak their story, um, not specifically about mental health, but about their body. And and sometimes people have gone through particular traumas, people have gone through um, different um, uh, mental struggles and, and things to have to do with their body. And then they get to talk about um, why they love their body and what their body has been through and what their body means to them. And so it was interesting because I immediately, I, I never ever reached out to anything like this before, but I was thinking, oh, I have a story. I think I have a story. I think I, and I you felt that pull. I know I felt that pull. And yeah. it was, it was the pull where I was like, I can't kick this. So I definitely, I put it down and I think it was later on that day. I just went back and I was staring at this app like, and and they wrote it beautifully too. It just seemed like such an open door being like, why don't you just reach out? Like, that would be great. Just tell us your story. And I was like, oh. and so then I, I was just, oh, just tell us your story. And I was like, why don't I just start off by writing something about my story? And I think it was the first time that I had ever put into words some of the things that I'd gone through. So it actually, it's, it's, I won't go too much into detail, but it, um, it started, I, it started way back in third grade where um, I had discovered that I had childhood anxiety, um, quite severe anxiety, and um, that had manifested in a bunch of different ways um, throughout my childhood, into middle school, into high school, and into university, um, where I had this um, pressure inside myself where I had to be perfect. So this is this is the main um, mental struggle: is that I constantly was a people I wanted to people please I wanted to do my best and I thought that the things that I did outside of myself um, equaled my self-worth and I needed to make everybody else happy therefore I would be happy but really inside I was breaking down any semblance of, of who I truly was and making myself up into just these patches of different things that I thought I had to be um, and so yeah so anxiety and that equaled severe anxiety of just not really having an identity. I didn't know who I was. And then all through middle school and high school, I was filling my time with sports, with student council, with, um, with you know, socialization and being, hopefully being a good student um, and all of these things. And it got to a point where I had developed in high school, I developed um, mild obsessive compulsive disorder just to grasp a little bit of control um, and also just my um, self-esteem, self-worth was always in question for me and trying to do everything that I could, packing everything in time. Um, and then it reached a point where I had gone into university, um, at Queen's University, um, go Gales. Um, but um, it was my first year of university and then it, I hit a point where I just remember, um, I can remember clearly to this day, it was, uh, I think it was a sociology course. I I was walking to my sociology course, and and I like got halfway there, and I just said no, and I turned around, and I went home, and I crawled into my bed, and I just, I I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I'm not worth it. I'm not worth anything. Like I I what what am I doing? Why am I here? Why am I this? Why am I that? And it was this dark cloud just kind of had gone over me and then I chose that was the first time that I chose to self-injure as a uh, as a coping mechanism to help me to feel something 
because I had gotten so deep into my perfection hole that I really had no idea how to feel anymore. And so that actually became my regular. So that was, that became whenever something became challenging in my life, whenever something uh, was stressful or challenged, you know, if I ever had a failure or anything, my mechanism was self-injury. And um, yeah, and so um, fast forward to moving to Toronto and um, and definitely like there's a lot that went on in between as well. And we can get into it that too, but the story I wanted to tell about my body was the fact that I have, I do, I have scars all over my body um, in places I can be seen, places I can't be seen. Um, and I had gotten to a place and I, this article or this application process was the first step in me being like, I want to accept those scars for what they are. I don't want to accept them as a painful thing. I want to accept them as a journey and, and, and accepting them as my truth and a struggle and a battle that I've gone through and that I'm incredibly proud of myself for getting through and, and, and helping anybody else that has those types of things and opening up the discussion to being like, hey, this is something that a lot of people do. And it's so hard to talk about, but if someone wanted to talk to me about it, it would have been so great to just, and hopefully it would have helped me to not feel like I had to, or just get me on the road of getting there. And, and yeah, and so I wrote my application and explained what I had gone through and, um, and they got back to me within a day and said like, we would love to tell your story. We'd love to help you tell your story. I went in and the thing about this love your body is that you go and you have your picture taken, but you have it take, taken completely naked. Yeah. It was a nude body shoot and I had done photo shoots before for music and for modeling and things, but uh, this was the first time that I'd ever been naked and as well as just like especially something that's calling out something on my body that I'm very self-conscious of in other types of shoots. So vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. Like to, to, oh, to put it bluntly, I like, yeah. To just totally chose courage over comfort because I was so uncomfortable getting there but then as soon as I was there as soon as I and like of course they're all professional and wonderful and I took my clothes off and then suddenly I was just like oh my god and it was just like the clothes came off and I was just a freeing thing where it's just a it's freeing in the way of accepting my body without the scars or anything just like you know having that comfort of there you go this is me this is this is anybody. These are humans. This is who. Yeah. Um, but then suddenly having, you know, seeing the story and, and telling it to, um, like the photographer as well. And, and it was me having a time where everyone was just acknowledging me like, this is, this is important. This is going to be important. And yeah. And so then it came out and everything blew up in a really great way. <laughs> yeah. And it was beautiful. Like the photos of you and your story. Like I feel like, um, it's it just this this story that you were trying to bring and share I feel like really just came through in those in the photo and and like what a beautiful moment for for coming out and for speaking your truth it it was it was such an odd thing to do because and I remember I remember second guessing it so many times before it even came out like all the way up until like the day before it came out i i second guessed because i again it, i had these distortions inside my mind going like but people think like 
you know, what are people in high school going to think? Like, what mm. are people, you know, that used to know you, that know you as Devin, the sporty, the sporty girl who, you know, like, does this and does that. But that's what I, that's what I wanted them to know, but that's not who I am. This was happening inside. This was happening behind everything and no one knew about it. And, and there I was suffering and you're doing this so that people, like, to foster that open communication because I don't want <laughs> it to be the norm where you just ignore these things or you think you have to bury them. It's, um, it just, it destroyed me and, and I had to fight to get back to the place where I needed to be, where I wanted to be, where I hadn't been before, <laughs> you know? So it was, yeah. And that there's like this opportunity to enjoying these stories, um, because mental health still is this thing that so many people do keep to themselves or maybe to people that are very close in their inner circle but there's maybe this element too of like thinking about all those people from your past um that maybe it creates a freedom in them to open up about them having maybe a very similar experience and always these um journeys have their own kind of particular flavors and differences but um but I think that experience of um perfectionism and um and losing yourself is and feeling disconnected from who you are and 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 struggling with mental health like that's a trajectory that I think a lot of people experience very much so it's it and 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 I must say where it became apparent as well when I so I, I made like um, I think you saw like the Facebook post as well. Yeah. I posted it on and, and that's my that's my entire friend well, friend group, like Facebook friend group of who I know from yeah. every part of my life. Like that's what you do when you meet someone you're like, let's add on Facebook. So like everyone's, you know, gonna see some stuff. And especially when you post it with a link to a naked picture of yourself. Like, you're like, uh, whoa, okay, what are we doing right here? What's this about? You know? um, and and that's it. Is that I did. I had. I don't think I've ever had so many um, private messages come my way on Facebook. Yeah. After that post, they overflowed of people that I met once, of people that I used to be, you know, good friends with, um, and present people, people like friends of friends as well, like having the article sent to them and them coming over and telling them about, telling me about their stories, telling them about their loved ones' stories. And, oh, thank you so much. This means a lot. Like self-injury isn't talked about and, and depression isn't talked about in my family and someone saw it and it started. And, and of course, I'm, I was blown away because I honestly thought that people were just going to ignore it and be like, this doesn't exist. Mm. <laughs> um, this is too weird. Um, but it's it's interesting. It wasn't. It really was an open door. Just like all of this light behind it, where these people, um, these these um, brave people, reached out, and and then other people were um, mirroring the the want I had to come out and say it, and come out and talk about it, come out and have it known that this uh, this. Um, seemingly ugly battle happens and uh, um, but how to make it less ugly I don't know if that makes sense absolutely and in these um, the photos one of the things that's really um, 
prominent that we kind of see are your tattoos that you have yeah. on your body. <laughs> and I know that these um, these tattoos are also um, in in many ways um, are kind of um, there's a homage paid to them in the name of your current creative project. Yes. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about the tattoos and their significance. One of the big things that I wanted to show in the pictures as well is that on some of the parts of my body where I have self-injured the most, where I did have scars that, again, I want to stress that I'm not ashamed of my scars. I don't want to look at it that way anymore, but I did cover them up in a way so that they could be something beautiful that I could look down at and mix that beauty with um, the hurt and um, the struggle. Um, that was gone through um, and yeah so it's I uh, so I am I'm in quite covered these days um, <laughs> I have um, flowers all over most of them are um, for particular people that have helped me um, just by being there being a presence I've actually physically helped me through life um, and through the struggles and stuff so I have um, for my mom, my brother, my father, um, my best friends, my like four best friends and, and like Ottawa, Toronto, all of these things that have helped me through to foster who I am today and to help me um, stay the path that I, I want to be on and having the intention of being happy and finding out what that means for me. Um, but yeah, so I have, and I have this big bouquet on my leg and I have this big bouquet on my side and it's it's so basically I am covered in flowers um, and uh, I drew that into my new musical project that I started at the beginning of last year so it's been a year now um, and I chose the name Floral Marks um, spelled M-A-R-K-S <laughs> um, to signify just because um, it just was something really important to me and when I look down on myself it's um, I see the beauty and everything that I've gone through and that's that I thought was pretty interesting since that's what a lot of my songs are about too so absolutely yeah and you've been on this this journey in the last year I know um you've kind of described it as as one where you've really been in this space of um embracing courage over comfort as you moved from being part of a band into having your own solo project yeah. and all that that entails. Oh um, yeah. And so what has this process been like of, I feel like, um, well, and I actually, I love the name of, um, your blog. Oh yeah. yeah. Scary girl. Scary yeah, girl scary to, the, to front. the front. Yeah. Oh, um, and I feel like that name just like so perfectly, um, like it captures a story for me oh of like gosh. of like stepping into the front, stepping into your kind of truth and your journey and your story, but the fact that you're doing it despite fear mm -hmm. and that there is this kind of element of like this active choice of choosing courage over comfort. Mm -hmm. And quoting Brene Brown, my girl. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Brene's amazing. And yeah. and this um and that message I think is when I think sometimes we see people who are are kind of working towards their dreams or achieving success and um like sometimes we either think it's really easy or we yeah we we it's kind of like a oh I could do that like I could open a cafe mm -hmm. or like start a band or you know um, and not that you can't do those things but that sometimes that success that there's so much fear that that and so much challenge and so much pushing out of your comfort zone and and that the people who really are 
successful and the people who are that we look to with admiration for like living their dreams are people who are are really embracing this like courage over comfort like in every fiber of their being mm-hmm. um and yeah I'd love for you to share what this year has been like for you because I know it's been a year of a lot of new things a lot of firsts a year of kind of like finding this new musical identity mm-hmm. very much oh my gosh it's um yeah this has been uh, transition year times a million um in the way so um like Megan said I was part of an indie rock band for a couple of years before um, last January. Um, just, yeah, um, and uh, called Eyes Violet, and I absolutely loved being in that band. Um, it so it was a band that myself and my my romantic partner at that time um, started, and he was a drummer, and um, we took um, the songs that I had written as well as a couple that he had written and um, made them into a project where we put definitely rock and roll music to it, and we got two friends that we had gone to university with. Um, and started playing and it had become um, it had become a piece of work where I was incredibly proud of it but at the same time I I I'd had this intention with music to make something that felt like me that was me that sounded like me and that felt like my truth and then in order to do that as a career that's what I wanted to speak that's the message I wanted to speak and it didn't become that it became something else that I had made with another person um, and it, um, as much as I enjoyed doing it, and I kind of saw that as like, okay, I guess this is my doorway in to do what I want to do, which was music. Um, but it, I didn't felt heard. Um, I, I felt that it had gotten away from me, and I didn't feel like the, the words that I was saying anymore really had the meaning that I wanted them to. Um, so... Yeah, so, and then that band kind of fizzled out at the end of last year. To be honest, it was my relationship that also fizzled out in the way where we just thought we should part ways. And so artistically, we also felt like we should part ways as well. Because I don't think we, uh, thankfully, we finally realized we wanted different things in a bunch of ways, including music. Yeah. So that being (laughs) said, um, at the start of the year, then I looked at my songs and... I came to this revelation at the time and I think back to it and I'm like, I wonder why that was a revelation because really dev, but I was like, maybe I can do this on my own. Maybe I can, maybe I can be the, the front woman. Maybe I can be the front runner and do this. And I look back to it now and I'm like, duh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Come on girl, let's go. I knew uh, that at yeah. 13. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I knew that and I'm like, Took me, it took me a while, all right? It took me a couple of um, But thankfully, I had I had gone through enough unhappiness that I was just like, well, I've been through much worse than rejection. So let's try, you know, because that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of rejection. And it would just be me receiving the rejection if I did it. So, but at this time, I was like, well, I really have nothing to lose. So I did. I contacted some musicians that I knew, contacted Scott, um, whom I knew in the Toronto music community. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to be part of this. And suddenly we started getting together and new songs that I had written and old songs that I'd written started getting these meat, this meat to them that, um, that he was bringing and his ideas really worked well with mine. And then we brought these other musicians, uh, Justin and Bill in, and then the, like bass and drums and everything was going into them. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like, 
this is my sound. This is, this is the message. This is the feel. This is like, this is me. This is coming out finally. And so, and then things started happening where just like, oh, I just started asking. I started asking. I asked my friend John, I was like, would you be able to come into the studio and video? I asked people on Toronto Music Scene Network on Facebook, hey, do you know I have any good studios? Suddenly I had 50 messages of being like, hey, yeah, this engineer's really great. I found Matt um, Rideout, who's my engineer, who's fantastic. And then Scott produced an EP that we just came out of the studio with. And like, I listened to it and I, I, and I remember sitting in the studio finally when we were putting my piano to a couple of songs and I just remember sitting there and I just started bawling because I was just like, oh my God, like I did it. Oh God, holy crap. You know, like this is me, this is the truth. And it's finally coming out in the form that I know and that like, gives me so much happiness. And yeah, and so Floral Marks, um, like, you know, it, it's just become a thing and people are really excited to hear kind of how I've discovered that because yeah, it's just been ups and downs and then finally this is one up that's stuck and it just seems like my regular now. The nice thing is though, is that it's definitely taught me to just constantly don't question yourself, just constantly ask because rejection is part of it and it's just like, okay, cool, moving on. And that people also surprise you sometimes, right? Like with their Mm -hmm. generosity Mm -hmm. and I mean, the thing I find so often is that people tend to believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. And so when we make that like choice to just put ourselves out there and ask, like, it's amazing what happens. Oh my gosh. I love that you had that really visceral reaction in your body when you were listening to the tracks in the studio and Mm -hmm. just like feeling it. Um, Those moments always really stick with me as being like so transformative of like the way that I kind of approach the world and, and I mean so much of my work with yoga and mindfulness and mental health is um like the uh, focusing on the layers of our being and mm-hmm. that there's like there's the mental layer of what's happening in our thoughts but then there's all these other layers in our being like the physical the spiritual the emotional and um I love those visceral reactions because I feel like it it like it's like oh yeah everything yeah. is feeling this right now yeah. like everything is in this moment and is recognizing like how true and pure and real this this thing is so i love it to me that just um is like such a beautiful sign that you you like you you did it like you tapped in and like found that authentic voice that you were really searching for mm-hmm. and the sound and the team that you brought together um like you did it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and I yeah, and that's and, and see, I it's still funny that I still say like I did it. Like yeah. there's still a tone of surprise because I'm like, oh crap. Um, but uh, yeah, and and I'd like to think, and and I've heard this from the guys as well. It's just like Scott said, he's just like I could just feel like you had a, you you had a purpose, and like when you were asking me, you're like I have this stuff I really want to work on it. Do you want to be part of it or not? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was I tried to be as clear cut where I'm just like I think that we could do really great things and he just looked at me he's like yeah let's give it a shot and then we started and he was like you had a purpose you had you have a purpose and you have a clear idea and he's like I could just feel he's like yeah yeah she's she's the real deal she's nothing's gonna stop her like she she really wants to because I I'm just like it just it just seems clear now and yeah yeah and I think it's um I mean from what you've shared with me, I feel like it's clear now in part because you've gone through the journey of it being unclear. 
Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and like, it's clear idea. now because you've done the work, like the, the self inquiry, the self discovery, you've tried things and they haven't worked out and you've rebounded and there's a resiliency that you've developed there. And I know that you, you kind of shared that, um, there was like a big period of transition when you let go of, you know, having gone to school for acting. And, and I remember when we graduated from high school, it was like the dream was musical theater, I believe. Yeah, theater, musical theater. And I had applied to a bunch of um, schools in Toronto and stuff like that. And I got accepted to some of them, but I didn't get accepted to the one I wanted to be accepted to. And so I took a year off. Yeah. And during that year off, it was like the start of a journey where I personally think, and I and my brother, um, who went to theater school, went to the one that I wanted to go to, Ryerson. It's funny now because we look back on that and he said, he's like, I'm so fucking glad that you didn't get into theater school because uh, I think that it would have torn you apart more so than you were already tearing yourself apart because theater school, you're learning how to be a whole bunch of other different people and I was already doing that in my own self and so uh, to be honest, I think that may be why I felt like I was quite good at acting in high school. (laughs) Um, But... It's funny because in a way I feel like music crept in and music was just like, hey, I can also be an artistic outlet where you actually get to find your own self. And that's, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to pursue that. And that's why I say it just fell fell into my lap. Suddenly music was there to help me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can, this is the art I want to do. This is who I am. This is how I can find the voice where I honestly haven't found before. I don't know whose voice I am. Like, I I honestly had no idea who I was. Um, I had no idea who I was thinking. I was thinking, what what does everyone else want me to be? And then suddenly music gave me to to be after school special-esque. It gave me a voice to just kind of be like, oh, this is what I feel. This is the way. And then people started thinking it was beautiful. And I was like, yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. And it was the first time where I gave myself a compliment where I was like, yeah, this is something and it's going to be something and I'm really excited about it. So, yeah. yeah. And how has this process been of kind of finding your songwriting musical voice and like, is that something that's come really natural to you? It's, it's definitely, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I... Uh, I have my insecurities all the time about songwriting in the way that people have opinions about everything, but people definitely have different opinions about music and songwriting and what you write about, how you write about it, all these things. And I think I wrote a blog post saying pulling a tweet, um, I called it pulling a T-Swift, where I I became really self-conscious because a lot of my songs were written about... um, romantic relationships that had gone wrong or that just hadn't worked out in the way that I wanted them to or that was a, that were a struggle and that's something that Taylor Swift had been made fun of for just writing constant constant breakup songs but then I ended up telling myself I was like well those are the things that change you is the kind of relationships and if you go as deep as you want to emotionally go um, with a partner then yeah having those lessons yeah write about that stuff but with me that process of that is what I like to write about because again it's a therapeutic tool it's how I get through things I've actually only begun to write about 
I started because it was a lot about romantic relationships but then I, I started writing about friends and the way that their journey also affects me and particular things about just the feeling I have in in that moment in the journey of where I'm going and what I've gone through and it's the process of I've just begun um, writing about things like in a positive light in a kind of like and it's so interesting that that's happening right now because you can tell it's like oh maybe it's a different type of writing when I'm on you know I, I write stuff on my bed and I pluck out the guitar and then suddenly I bring it to Scott etc and now the positive and the negative are kind of filtering through each other and um, different kinds of words and feelings are coming out and uh, you know major minor key different chords and yeah it's it's weird it's on it's all new and I'm it's just I'm just kind of buckling in and learning and so for you do you have a favorite song that you've written that's such a good question my always my favorite songs um, are the new ones that I write because okay. like, the old ones they just they're just like oh yeah I wrote that one like, it was a, speaking to a past time yeah speaking to yeah. a past time but I obviously still have love for them but the new ones I'm like ooh have you listened to this yeah you know you get so excited but ones that have stuck with me there's one song that I've written it's called Low and it's um it's it was actually a song about when I was going through a really my really tough time like my journey through depression and dealing with anxiety and my anxiety disorder panic disorder etc um and it, it came out and I, I I remember writing it I remember where I was and that's actually been my closest friends that's their favorite song as well because it's um it's an arc of a song it kind of talks about um what I'd gone through and how low I've been feeling and um at the end though it, there's definitely a spark of light it just kind of turns up and it's just like um, it, the chorus changes into a message of like I'm feeling low today but I'm going to be better I'm better a mind than I had yesterday um, I'm going to be okay and it's, it's, it's definitely a song of hope and a song of struggle and just coming out of that struggle and so that one always will have a special place in my heart because it's a very simple song as well it's just yeah. like very simple like clear piano, clear guitar and, but yeah um, the five that are on the EP, though, I'm I'm quite proud of. A couple like ones that I'd written out on the West Coast and um, things, kind of putting those together into a piece of like five songs. Where I'm like, it's a good introductory introduction to um, Floral Marks and the the trajectory of where I want to go. So yeah. When does the EP come out? That's a good question too. Um, it's coming out. I don't know the specific date, but it's coming out in February. Amazing. Twenty twenty. So it's exciting and I have my Floral has her first show on January 16th in Toronto too um, with two other female fronted bands um, at Lee's Palace and Bloor. So um, if anyone's in, in TDOT, come on out. Yeah, so it's going to be neat to finally get the stuff out there and, and get them, just get the message. That's what I look forward to as well. Is like, um, writing the songs is one thing and recording them, but then getting on stage and being able to sing them to people um, and feel that connection with people on stage like people on stage as well as the audience and everything is that any other project that I've done that with like that's that's 99% of the amazingness is that feeling that connection so absolutely yeah we're in this like interesting time I feel like I don't I don't know for me I've been reflecting a lot because it's a new decade that's coming yes. oh my and gosh. it's like it's been a lot of reflection I think 
for me, especially, um, like to think about where I was 10 years ago and actually where I was 10 years ago was in the midst of dealing with mental health myself and like leaving university and making that choice to take a break for a little bit. And, and I've been thinking a lot about like this kind of new chapter that I feel like is starting. And, um, and I'd love to know, like, as we head into this new decade, like what is lighting you up? Like what is making your heart sing? Where do you see this, this new area of growth and then the next phase of your journey taking you? Gosh, you ask a great questions, Meg, like, honestly. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, no one can see Meg's eyes when she asks these questions, but she's just so excited <laughs> to hear the answer and excited to ask it. And she's like, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's yeah, obviously I could say there are no words cause I'm having trouble coming up with them, but I've always, and I've asked my mom this too. I remember asking her late, um, recently I was like, mom, have you ever felt like you're just, you're to quote John Mayer, you're bigger than your body. Like, have you ever felt like you just, you're meant to do something like pretty big. And I remember her turning to me and being like, no, but <laughs> way to go, Deb. I, I think you are too. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks mom. Um, good talk. Um, but that's with me. That's how I feel with my music. I, 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 I feel like I have some stuff to say and I feel like I don't think that it's going to happen in a heartbeat, but I, I'd like to go on tour. I'd like to take this music and see where we can get. I'd like to make new songs, experiment and, and the artistic community in Toronto as well, just like just the music community, but as well, the artistic one is just thriving where you've, you've got that place is just filled with artists as is Ottawa, to be honest. I like everywhere I go, People, you can feel it. There's just auras around everybody um, that really are kind of bursting at the seams with this artistic energy. Um, but yeah, and so going on tour for me, and I'm also in full-time school studying psychology, <laughs> shocker, um, to to better understand myself. It's very much a, a selfish thing that I'm studying psychology. Um, I just, yeah, yeah. Um, experimenting with those two things I think it, and then um, with me it, it then becomes simple because I am I'm privileged to have the friends that I do the close-knit um, friends that I do privileged to have a family that um, knows all my history now and we've gone through our struggles and of understanding because um, I think my family used to be we used to be I call them sweepers we used to be sweepers we loved to sweep oh, yeah. stuff under the rug yeah uh, yeah and uh, we are not anymore and it's, it's amazing uh, yeah it was uh, that's a big transition as well and but feeling comfortable in those parts of my life has uh, is definitely a foundation for me to um, feel comfortable enough to keep going with my dreams and music so that's pretty neat and what do you think this is a hard one but what no. do you think if you were to like summarize and like one to a few sentences this like message that you and your music are sharing what do you think that is a hard one but a good one to keep going that's what it is is that um this like i would never have the audacity to say that i i won't feel sad again or because i i have moments and i have times i have weekends i have days i have all these things 
Um, but everything does get better and that it's the complexity of your own journey is just it's it's such a scary yet exciting thing that I have and am constantly um, battling through and I've been lucky enough to find an outlet that helps me to understand what I'm going through um, and make it into a beautiful thing for myself and um, yeah and I think that that's um, the basis of what I, I want my music to be is to help people also find theirs and yeah. to help them connect to whatever they need to connect to and to find their intention um, but yeah I love that yeah <laughs> I love that so much and that's really you know this this vision too for this podcast is this idea of just like connecting in mm-hmm. yeah connecting to ourselves and connecting yeah. to each other and um and this message I think that you bring so powerfully is of kind of I feel like in in listening to you speak and share your stories there's just like such an honoring of um, holding space for the complexity of it all and holding space for the fact that like things can be tough but they can also be beautiful for you know like holding space for studying psychology and doing music mm-hmm. like like holding space for like the nuances of all that's happening and exploring the ways in which that can enrich everything mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. I think that's such a beautiful way of being in the world I would love for you to share if people want to stay in touch with you if people want to follow your journey how they might be able to do that yes so I am um I am on Instagram and I love posting things on Instagram but I am at floral marks um f-l-o-r-a-l-m-a-r-k-s um and then I also have a Facebook page as well so floral marks um, on there too and then I'm making my website and that's coming live in January too and cool. when the EP comes out it's all going to be on there and uh, as well if anyone wants to if you're in the Toronto area Bloor Street um, January 16th doors are at 8 come on over at Lee's Palace because uh, it's going to be some good times good music amazing and she truly does have such a beautiful soulful voice and such a unique sound I think that really speaks to your journey, your roots, where you're going. Um, I feel like you found such a incredible way of letting your soul and your story come through your music. Thank you yeah. so much for for being here with us today, for sharing this conversation. I I love your story so much and I love the ways that you're stepping into yourself and just such an honor to 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 hear what's happening for you and where you're going and I'm here cheering you on. Thanks so much for joining us today on With Heart and Wonder. It's such an honor to have you here. If you'd like to stay in touch for all the information about the podcast and about my journey, you can head on over to meganjohnston.com. You're welcome to sign up for my newsletter there. Or to follow along on Instagram, it's at Megan L. Johnston. This podcast, I'd love for you to leave a review wherever you're listening or to subscribe, which has the added bonus of automatically downloading the latest episodes for you. Can't wait until we have the opportunity to connect again. In the meantime, keep living with heart and wonder. Mm